All right, wrestling fans, I am here today in a very windy Hawaii, and uh, we had a big weekend. NXT TakeOver, the Royal Rumble. It is a great time to be a wrestling fan, but let's be honest, this was not the best pay-per-views we have seen, even out of NXT TakeOver. There was a little something that was left on the table and I don't think anybody can really put a finger on it as to what NXT TakeOver just didn't seem to have this time. There was a lot of names that didn't appear. Of course, Velveteen Dream in the front row. And yes, there were backstage altercations with Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Johnny Gargano, Ciampa, Aleister Black, and Ricochet. And, you know, it's a big build-up for the uh, six-man tag that's coming up for the halftime. But there just was something about the pay-per-view this time that just wasn't as great as the others. That's not to say NXT TakeOver wasn't good. It's just definitely not going to be pay-per-view of the year. I think the uh, Cassius Ono-Matt Riddle match really um, did not give us anything new in this feud. Um, And with these guys, you kind of almost expect more. And, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. This is the WWE. This is the big time. And when you can get a match out of these two that is way better on the indies, you kind of have to second-guess everything. You know, Are these guys going to deliver more in a WWE environment? Uh, there was a lot of names that were left off the card. You know, uh, primarily, like when you think about Adam Cole, I think about um, a lot of the the newer talent that's been signed, just not being there. I have to wonder what was the idea for Takeover. Uh, the best match of the night, in my opinion, was probably Baszler versus Bianca Belair. I think the story they told in the ring was much better. Uh, without, you know, the 15 minutes of false finishes, uh, the back and forth, and just something that we get with every match these days. The dives, the amount of finishers everybody does. Uh, it was a welcome change to watch Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler, and uh, Belair doing what I would almost call a hook up there at the end. Trying to fight out of the chokehold. And it's a welcome change. It's something different uh, that we don't see anymore in wrestling. And, you know, compared to uh, Gargano versus Ricochet, which I thought was a pretty good match. um, But I'm, I'm not a huge fan of all the spots. You know, anything that's super flashy. Uh, Once you do too much of it, it kind of lessens everything else. And I think that itself is what was wrong with uh, NXT TakeOver. Every pay-per-view, TakeOver wows. And they usually have a little bit of everything for everyone. But this one just seemed 
a lot more spotty in some areas. Um, and that's not to say that you can't tell a good story with, with that type of match. But, uh, you know, I, I think we've seen these matches that just continue on and on and on. I don't know if it really helps anybody in the long run. Did it help Gargano or Ricochet to have all those false finishes? You know, you you could still have had Gargano questioning whether or not to use Ciampa's tactics without the uh, overextended match. I thought uh, the main event, Ciampa versus uh, Aleister Black, uh, it, it was okay. It was decent. You know, um, I like the psychology that Ciampa brought to the match with working over the leg so that Aleister couldn't hit the black mass really at the end. This match, too, had a lot of finishes, but I think it worked a little bit more for me than some of the others. Overall, uh, yeah, the, the, the women's title match was probably my favorite. Um... One thing I haven't talked about was the uh, tag title match. And I kind of feel like um, the War Raiders should have chased a little bit longer. I feel like there should have been some kind of screw job in this match. Whether it was uh, Adam Cole or Bobby Fish uh, somehow coming out and getting involved. Or, you know, even the tag champs just packing up and leaving in the match to leave the War Raiders hanging. I felt like this is one of those matches that should have had an open end. Uh, Instead, the War Raiders did take it. I kind of, I figured they would. Uh, I would rather see them chase it. A couple more pay-per-views, honestly. Especially at this time when NXT is kind of having to revamp to, to fill up spots that have been taken out for main roster moves. The Royal Rumble, uh, I think everybody can agree this show is just way too long. And WWE kind of kind of booked themselves in a corner here where they have all these matchups that need to take place and they don't have the time for it. They don't have the space. You have a essentially a five hour pay per view. With the pre-show recaps, a couple matches on the pre-show. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, this is one of those things where the crowd seemed like they were fairly hot at the beginning of the night. Uh, they responded well to our truth and Carmella. They seemed really into the uh, uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus the the mix-up team of. Uh, Scott Dawson and uh, Razor, and it was a good match. I would say I probably enjoyed that match more than anything else on the show. Of course, then we get uh, we get the SmackDown tag titles defended. It was decent, I guess. It's it still seems a little odd to me. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Uh, but here we finally get Miz as a face. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I expect they'll lose the titles at the next pay-per-view. 
one of them will blame the other. One, either Miz goes back heel or Shane goes back heel. Hopefully Shane goes heel. Uh, what else did we have on the pre-show? Uh, we had uh, the cruiserweight belt defended. Um, you know, I don't keep up with 205 a lot, but I'm watching. I'm watching this match, and I can't tell who the hell's face or heel. There's a certain thing with the style of 205 and this super spotty style, all the high flying. I you you really can't tell who's doing what. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not a big fan of it. It's it's not like the cruiserweight division was back in the WCW days, where you had your your good guys are your bad guys and people knew how to work you know whether it was Juventud or Psychosis or Jericho or Malenko they knew they had to work face or heel despite a high flying moveset something to think about I, I would put more money on those matches than what we get now in 205 and that may not be a popular opinion but Faces and heels matter, despite what people may believe. Rule Rumble itself. I don't want to go match by match here and talk about anything too in-depth. Rousey versus Sasha, I did not enjoy at all. It felt very sloppy. Uh, There was a lot of botches, a lot of near misses. I'm just not a fan of either of them in particular, and... Uh, it's not that I don't want to be a fan of them. It's just that they just don't do nothing for me. I see a lot of uh, hype and not a lot in return. I thought it was a bad move having Becky Lynch tap to Asuka. I'm glad Vince finally is uh, on the Asuka bandwagon. Newsflash is about a year too late. Uh, after... Everything he did to to bury Oscar last year, finally he's like, oh, apparently Oscar's money. Uh, so this 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 match just felt a little out of place. Uh, I don't know. I could be, I could probably go on all day about this, but yeah, I think they they made a big mistake in the route they're going. Uh, the women's rumble, I actually quite enjoyed. Uh, we didn't have a lot of old timers out there that just aren't in WWE anymore. There's just no no real nostalgia act, which I was extremely happy for. Uh, I was glad to see we're getting the NXT women and uh, NXT UK uh, women uh, to come into the Rumble, and I, I think that's what we need to have these these all the women together. And uh, Which brings me to my biggest problem with the, the Rumble was that it was way too long. We really need to separate the women's rumble from the men's, in my opinion. And that may be mean having another pay-per-view, having the women's rumble at a different time of year. A lot of people may be, uh, get upset about it. I don't know what you want to have as the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. If you want it to be the men's still and call the women's something else different kind of rumble but to enjoy each without fatigue and burnout i think they need to be two completely different play, uh, pay-per-views uh which also brings me to why i think 
The women need their own TV show. Whether you want to strip an hour away from Raw, give to the women. Or if you want to have it as a network show, give them however much time that you feel. I think all the Raw and SmackDown women need to come together. Along with all the NXT women's. And the titles. And we need a unified women's championship. We need a, a secondary title, which could be the NXT title. Uh, or you could have a women's intercontinental title, however they want to do it. And we need the tag titles. And WWE needs to get behind this, uh, in my opinion. Especially if they want to stay in the forefront when uh, AEW is claiming equal pay for women. Just as much as men. On your entry level, on your tier uh, if you're at the top, you're going to be paid just as much as the guys. And I think that's going to be a huge factor going forward. You know, are you going to work in WWE for less money and really a lesser spot on the card unless you're like a big name? So, yeah, I, I think WWE needs to refocus, give the women their own show, give the women their own pay-per-views. Uh, I think we need a women's rumble pay-per-view and, you know, it it's kind of reflects the same as the Royal Rumble, but maybe have it in June or July uh, and have these these uh, Royal Rumble or Battle Royal pay-per-views separated uh, by a few months to let the people get excited for it. Uh, the Men's Rumble, I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I went in knowing how it was probably going to end up and... It was a bit of a letdown, in my opinion. Uh, Seth Rollins, of course, walked away with a win. And, you know, everybody kind of had the feeling that Vince wanted Rollins to be the guy. And so, I don't know. I I feel like Vince really should have changed it up. Um, I think the way they've booked Rollins up to this point just has not been... Uh, in the best interest as far as what they they're planning if they're playing for Rollins to take the belt off of Lesnar I think having him as the Intercontinental Champion all this time the feud with Ambrose that really kind of cooled him off um, all these losses and whatnot I just don't feel like it's really helped Rollins in a way for this big push toward Wrestlemania um and Rollins is a fine talent. I just think that if if their, their thing is that Braun Strowman isn't hot enough, then I don't see how Seth Rollins is in any predicament better than Braun Strowman right now. I think uh, strapping Balor would have been the way to go. Um... I'm just not sure if if Rollins is the guy that needs to be the one to take it off of Lesnar now. Other than that, uh, I enjoyed the men's rumble for the the bottom half of the show. I kind of laughed when Jeff Jarrett came out. wasn't really expecting it, but it it just my big annoyance with that is. Here's a guy that's going to get a payday when you have plenty of people on the show 
uh, or that should have been on the show that weren't. You know, I mean, we didn't see uh, the Good Brothers in the Rumble. We didn't see hardly any tag teams in the Rumble, if any, in the, in the Rumble at all. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I mean, there was other people that could have been in the Rumble that weren't. Uh, instead of having a Jeff Jarrett out there. So, this is just a small recap. Hopefully I can get together with our Just John Fair later in the week to go a little bit more in depth. I know John is a little um, stagnant on wrestling right now. But with good reason. We haven't been given anything to really get excited for. And we'll see what happens on Monday Night Raw tonight. I don't expect any large, big surprises. I don't expect... Anything exciting to really happen. Um, the the biggest downfalls that came out of the Rumble for me, uh, I thought Balor really got screwed over. You know, they made Balor, despite all the talk up on commentary, they made Balor look way less than Brock Lesnar. Lesnar hit a few moves, totally looked dominant in what he would do to Balor. The uh, the the table, announce table crotch spot, uh, making it look like Lesnar really hurt himself, and that's the only way Balor could even have a chance at winning. Uh, I, I thought it was a little bit pathetic. I mean, yes, it's David versus Goliath, but I don't need the monster heel to have a reason to have lost. You know, I I want to see, I want to see the David of that duo uh, taking it to the monster and overcoming odds. I don't need to see the heel overcome odds. And this is a little bit of the fine tuning that I feel like we're missing in wrestling these days. Um, bad spots for the uh, Universal Men's Title matches, right after the Women's Rumble, right after. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, not only taps out but then wins the, the women's rumble fans were already exhausted at this point there had already been like 5 or 6 matches and then you put AJ versus Daniel Bryan out there which I thought was a really good match uh, probably technically the best match of the night maybe uh, the second most enjoyable match for me. Uh, but the crowd wasn't into it. And I have to question whether uh, this is one of those cases where the wrestlers themselves need to judge the crowd and and then re-apply re, uh, uh, what they want to do in the match. Obviously, uh, I'm sure they something was already planned out. To, uh, to quite a large degree. And so uh, they really couldn't go in and change up as much as they would like to. And I'm, I'm curious how much they could have changed, how much they could have done to, to get the crowd into it versus what McMahon wanted out of it. So uh, these are things that we'll, we'll probably never know. Great technically sound match. I thought the story told was good. 
I like the finish with Eric Rowan. I think that he might have come out too soon uh, for that finish. You know, I'd rather have seen him show up right after the referee was knocked out, more than likely, uh, running out and, and hitting that claw choke slam. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with that. Uh, again, you know, Lesnar versus uh, Balor after that match as well. It was just too much for the crowd, in my opinion. You need downtime matches, and there wasn't one given at this point uh, for the crowd to get into either of the world title matches. So I'm not sure what they were thinking right there. Uh, the biggest controversy probably with Nia Jax entering the, uh, the men's rumble at number 30. I think everybody expected truth to be taken out by someone. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a controversy online like right now, at least on Twitter, as to should Nia have entered and what that meant. I think there was a little bit of awkwardness to it. Um, we are in a culture where it's a, it's a strange thing right now to, to want to push uh, women's equality. And at the same time, uh, it's kind of a, a very politically correct culture where you you want to bring awareness, of course, to uh, violence against women. And this is one of those things where they kind of did both in a roundabout way. Like it was, uh, it wasn't really, I didn't find any satisfaction in seeing Naya get hit with a super kick, the 619, and an RKO. Uh, so I'm I'm not 100% sure how I feel about this one. Uh, I would like to see Nia thrown out Ray and Orton, to be honest. Uh, but right now, Nia is hated so much. And it's it's very uh, a very organic, natural heat that she has with some of the fans. So a lot of people really liked it, so, you know. Um, I this is one of those situations where I feel like if it had been Becky Lynch instead of Nia Jax entering at number thirty, the place would have popped, it would have exploded, and if you had had Becky Lynch toss out Mustafa Ali, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, and Dolph Ziggler before getting eliminated herself in a non super violent way I think you would have had a bigger impact than Nia getting tossed out uh, if you'd had the man enter the men's rumble and toss these guys out um, and I, I would throw that back to seeing what happened with John Cena with Becky Lynch so uh, of course they had different plans with Becky Lynch here and what do you do? You'd have to make a choice between the two. Fallout. Uh, I think everybody expects Becky Lynch to challenge Ronda Rousey. And I think that might be a mistake as well. Unless you have Becky Lynch win the SmackDown Women's Championship from Asuka before she challenges Ronda. Then 
you may be onto something. And honestly, that would lead to a unified women's championship, uh, which should be called the unified women's world championship before you do a women's show. Um, I mean, this is the women's evolution. I think WWE should really consider it. Uh, it may take off and be bigger than what they have now. To be quite honest. Now is the chance to jump on this. Especially when you got two talents that are so hated and loved. Becky Lynch and Nia Jax. But we'll see what WWE does. I don't have uh, any high hopes, to be honest. There's always such great potential and it seems like it's hardly ever realized. But... Listen to this wind. Uh, For the Square Circle Journal, I am Sam Keola, and we will catch you next time.